story. We wanted men. Thank you, uh, Zoom. I just hit record on the meeting, and and I had a voice that said, "This be- meeting is being recorded." I've never had that happen before. It happened to me too, and you just can't trust you. So I'm glad it's finally telling me that you're recording these because apparently you have been doing that for months now. I know, and and, and putting them out on the internet without my approval. So, well, I figured when I asked you to do a new uh, podcast with me, and you said yes, I had your approval. I thought we were just talking to each other and pretending. <laughs> uh, yes, totally. Yeah. I just talked to you because I like your voice and your company. Oh, hello. <laughs> hello there. <laughs> How um, you doing today, man? I'm doing good. I got my Starbucks this morning, but I mumbled it. Uh-oh. I, I get my cafe mocha, but I must have mumbled it because they gave me a peppermint mocha, which is Ooh. just a score. Oh. I love peppermint mocha, but I limit it to Christmas time because it's just extra sugar. Uh-huh. But yeah, so now I have a peppermint mocha. I'm doing really, really well this morning. That's awesome. Yeah. Doing a happy get, dance in my chair. Yeah. I got to get that extra white girl crazy, right? Right. My inner white girl. <laughs> <sighs> How's your week been with Star Wars? Um, It's been good. I've been very excited about this episode because we've been sitting on it for a couple of days. But as far as like what I got this week, I did get a uh, Amazon bet my Greedo. Oh, I got my Greedo, my Kenner inspired Greedo Black Series figure and Hasbro ships it in a Hasbro box and then Amazon ships the Hasbro box in an Amazon box. And I got my Amazon box and it was fine. Then I opened it up and the, the Hasbro box was bent and but I got it. And, you know, it's the cards a little bent up and, and you know, it's not going to be one of those three hundred dollar figures one day. So what difference does it make if it's a little bent and beaded? It's right. got character now. There you go. How about um, you? Yeah, I did. Uh, what? Hold on, I gotta find where I put my stuff. Uh, yeah, I did pretty good this week as far as stuff goes. I uh, I picked up those stamps, the May the Fourth oh, stamps, yeah. the droids. Those finally yeah. came in. Um, and then I was talking to Justin, and or Justin posted up in the admin chat that hey, I got an extra twenty fifth anniversary uh, Hallmark ornament. You want it? And I said, wait, let me check with my Hallmark store because I'd forgotten about it or I just, I didn't think twice. I'm like, it's a repaint, repackage. So I didn't think anything of it. And then when I saw it, I, I had to have it. So I picked up, I called my Hallmark store and they had a couple extra. What does it I look picked, like? It's just, uh, it's just the Falcon. It's, um, it's a Falcon that, um, I don't know if you remember the talking ones that they had a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. It's a redo of that one, but it's solid, quote unquote, silver. Oh. So it, it's solid metal and it's pretty heavy and it's cool looking. Um, Jeez, yeah, solid metal. It's yeah. gonna break your tree. I know. Well, it don't matter because I don't put them on a tree. That's right. I keep mine but, out. Oh, for long. those that do, it's gonna break your tree. Yeah. Well, it's probably just like the because they did the uh, 
one of the slave ones is die cast. I think it's Django's slave one is a die cast. And that yeah. thing is, is pretty heavy. Yeah. We actually got last year, we got the legend of Zelda NES game cartridge, which is metal. It's just like you were just saying it's die cast and it like kept falling down the tree. Oh man. So that's, that's when crazy. you gotta, you gotta put it like towards the middle of your, uh, tree. Yeah. Know? Yeah. But then you can't see it because it's surrounded by branches. But whatever, that's whatever. That's not a problem. Well, that's not Star Wars. Let's move on. <laughs> and then I, uh, when we were over, when uh, when we recorded the second half of this episode at uh, Second Chance, I traded a bunch of stuff in for my wife. Got a uh, Tri Logo Ewok. I forgot which one it is because I can't keep up with all of them. Yeah, it's not Wicked. It might have been Tebow if I remember right. But that was a beautiful card. Yeah. That was like perfect almost, right? Yeah, we, they do have a wicket in there. When we were in there last night, uh, she was like, that's my next purchase. And it's like 220 bucks. And she's kind of half half ass apologizing for wanting to spend $200 on something. And I'm like, that, that's nothing. Don't worry about it. Right. Right, right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Oh, I you're, you're sitting down, right? Yes. I sold my Boba Fett pops. Wow. Yeah. Well, I know you didn't do it at second chance because they don't do pops. Well, where did you sell that? I sold them to, I took them up to Plastic Empire and they gave me like, they wanted to give me like a quarter of what they were worth. And then I went up to uh, Steel Collectibles and they like basically doubled up what Plastic Empire was going to offer me. Wow. So it still wasn't, you know, short selling them. You know, I made, I was, I was happy with it because I got more than what I had in them. Yeah. But, you know, I got about half of what they were worth, which, you know, trying to sell a pop on one of the Facebook groups, these guys, they, you know, if there's a little ding in the box, they don't want them. They don't right. care if it's a $200 pop. If there's a ding in the box, they just like, I don't, I don't want it. Or I'll give you $10. five bucks. Exactly. That's their yeah. attitude. Um, you know, and I kind of can't blame them, but they're, they're very particular when they come to pops. And uh, I had the Sandy, the uh, star with the celebration, the blue celebration one. Yeah, and he had stepped up his his price because he wanted that one. And uh, the only reason I really sold them is, I actually I turned I used the money that I got and bought a base cabinet because why not? I'm not playing, but screw it. Yeah. I need, you know I got in a head a good deal on a head, and my cabinet couldn't keep up with the head, so I long you know did some flip flopping and bought bought a new um, cabinet that can keep up with the the new head. And uh, crap. Well, what well, well, back to what I was saying. <laughs> They just keep releasing these stupid things as far as Boba Fett goes. And and they're hard to get the ones that the that they're releasing right now. So it's like, why keep my Boba Fett collection when they keep releasing them? Plus they're with at least with Boba Fett, I got so much other Boba Fett crap that I'm not gonna miss the pops. Yeah. You know, my back to the future stuff, there's there's not a whole lot of back to the future stuff out there. So I'm not ready to get rid of my back to the future pops yet. Right. So I'm because I think I'm gonna miss them. But yeah, 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 so that's been my week. It's It's been fun. It was kind of fun. You know, I spent basically all day yesterday going back and forth and dealing with music stores and dealing with one music store and you, you're comparing them with another music store and, you know, just wheeling and dealing all day yesterday. I'm kicking tires and getting rid of my Star Wars comic collection because I have like the first first year or two, like I pretty much got them all. Um but I don't, they're just sitting there. So I'm like, do I get rid of those? Do I sell those? Like, what do I do? Right. So 
that's what I've been weighing in the back of my mind. I think if you're going to, if you're going to sell them to improve your collection, go for it. If you're going to sell them cause you need the money, just don't do it. You know, wait. Yeah. It's, it's somewhere in between. Cause it's like, I don't need the money, but I would do, probably put it towards my collection somehow. They're just sitting there, like they're sitting in the corner of my room here, and I don't look at them. I think the only ones I might keep were the Lando ones, because that Lando comic is stellar. Mm-hmm. And I think the first six issues of, I can't remember if it was Star Wars or Darth Vader, those are stellar too. I, uh, that, so you're talking about the the new releases, the Marvel releases? or The, the Marvel other? releases, like in 2015 to 16. I think I got out of it around 17, if I remember right. Wow. Yeah, that's um but yeah, I was uh I started collecting the comic books, the Marvel stuff, and then my wife looked at me and goes, You can have toys or you can have comics. You can't have both. So I backed away from the comics. Yeah, it was I guess it's a common thing that Marvel does. They'll put their A list writers on a new project, a new wave, because they'll they'll have like crossover events and major events and they'll put like their best writers on it for six to 12 months but then after that they rotate and shift writers and the quality does decline right and so that happened with the star wars stuff and that's when i got out when they had terminator akbar i'm like what the hell is this this is not star wars this is comic books this doesn't feel like star wars to me so they put like an animatronic akbar or or yeah it was it's been a while since i saw it but one of the villains for darth vader competing for the emperor's um sway was this guy who was like half robot half machine and he had a maybe three or four different people that followed him and one of them was a calamari who was like half human half or not half human half um calamari half robot and it was just like he had a red eye and i'm just like this is this doesn't feel like star wars to me right and then i got out I got out when I realized how much money it would take to keep up with it because you're you're having to buy five or six comics a month. Yeah. At five bucks a piece. And, yeah. You know, it, yeah, got ridiculous real fast. Yeah. So, but I but did yeah. I did see when I was at IC somebody had like the first run the first Canaan comic and it was like 150 bucks and I was like, I need to find mine. I wonder what <laughs> happened to it. <laughs> Excuse me. How much? They said, I have that whole run. Yeah, he said it was like 150 bucks for number one cane. And I don't know if there was something special about it or not. Well, that's the other thing, because when Marvel would release these number one issues, there would be like six or seven different variant covers. And some of them are like comic book, a comic book shop exclusive. Some of them are like online exclusives. It's just there's so much. So it's it's hard to say, like, which number one that was. And some of them were like even blink covers just yeah. white white covers it's crazy well those white covers you'd give them to an artist and they color on it they do right. art on it but if there's not an artist around right. <laughs> you just got a white cover right it's, it's a beatles album <laughs> here john can you uh paint my beatles white album yeah <laughs> speaking of ICCCCC, yes they announced their dates for next year right April 29th, May 1st, and the emperor himself will be in attendance. Yeah, it'll be a interesting interesting show seeing uh that celebration also announced their dates and they're May 29th or 26th through the 29th in Anaheim. Yeah. So, um 
I'm kind of curious. I think everybody is because it's a month after celebration. So mm-hmm. it, it, you know, people are wondering what's going to happen with IC if they're going to, I mean, they're still going to, they're keeping the dates, but you know, how many people are going to attend and, uh, and everything. So it, it, go ahead. It, it, I think no. it's a cheaper show, especially for us on this side of the country, especially yeah. since it's three hours up the road versus a plane trip to Anaheim, which that's, what's really holding up my celebration decision is I know that plane trip is going to be kind of crazy and Anaheim's not cheap, uh, to stay in, even though that, you know, it's a trip I want to make, but you know, I, it, a, a miracle would have to happen for me to make it to star Wars celebration as far, because it's in Anaheim this year or next year. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. How, yeah. What were you, what were you, how's your feelings on, on them being that close together? The prices at ICCC were better than celebration. Mm-hmm. Cause I think there's a celebration tax, which is just astronomical. Right. For some of the carded figures but i mean celebrations is an experience and it's more about the community i think than than anything else yeah celebration is cool like the room sale at celebration is amazing um you know as far as you know ic was incredible but i think the room sale at celebration steps it up even one more really? notch really yeah well i'm excited to go to celebration yeah i just need a ticket now <laughs> that'll be <laughs> I, the tough one I, I think people are because they moved it around a couple of different times because they moved it. It was supposed to be in August and then they moved it up to Memorial Day weekend. So I think that you'll be able to find tickets. Good. You know, I don't think it'll be too bad. Yeah, I'm not buying uh, plane reservations until I get that. Right. So. And then surprisingly, Disney released their four year consideration for the Emmys, the Emmy uh-huh. Awards. And Gina Carano was on it for Best Supporting Actress. Right which I thought was interesting because she's not going to be, she's not going to play nice with Disney. She's going to speak her mind. I guess it's a fine line that they had to walk. Yeah. And and is it Disney or is it Lucasfilm? Like we talked last time, who's really controlling star Wars. Right. Who knows? But I just thought that was interesting and worth mentioning. Yeah. And I also thought I heard rumors, you know, and and there again, I didn't, you know, it's just clickbait. So I didn't click on it, but that she's coming back, but is it real or not? And, whatever whatever i don't know we'll we'll wait and see yeah if i want to watch cardboard or plywood act i'll go in my backyard well it is in universe because anakin's performance in attack of the clone or hayden's performance in attack of the clones is pretty much the same right well i've also heard that sort of george lucas george lucas's fault because um because of the writing was quote-unquote so bad that if yes. they would have had a seasoned actor in there, because I also heard that Leonardo DiCaprio was up for Anakin. Yes, and he if, was. So if they would have had Leonardo DiCaprio, he would have had the the wherewithal or the uh, the pull to say, "Hey, George, this sucks. I'm going to do it this way." And maybe we would have had better acting in the in the uh, prequels. Also, that kid from uh, Cruel Intentions, who was married to Sarah Michelle Gellar for a while, was up for Anakin too. So. Yeah, maybe that's that's why George Lucas can't write. I don't know, or can't write direct, or you know, you don't you don't know until you see it. But, yeah, but Ryan I, Fleet, Ryan Fleet was his name. By the okay, way. but yeah, but while we're on just announcing shows, Joe Fest uh, is June twenty fifth through twenty seventh in Augusta, and um, I know it's a GI Joe show, but I was talking to the Second Chance last night, and uh, 
they were saying that they heard that Joe Fest was better than Toylana as far as toys go. Oh, well, maybe yeah. we'll take a day trip. That's what my wife was saying. I was like, I want to get a, ho- if we're going to go, I want to get a hotel room. Cause I mean, it's only two and a half hours away, but I don't want to stay till seven or eight o'clock at night and then have to drive home. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. I think I, we may end up doing it. Cause you know, all of a sudden we, you know, stuff's happening and travel, everything's opening up and it's time to do stuff again. And yeah. I think we're, we're trying to make up for, for Lost stuff. Time. And I do, I, I think it's funny, um, you know, speaking of my, you know, my, um, I'm not, here's why, all right, going back to celebration and it being in, in Cincinnati or Cincinnati, it being in California and my wife telling me I really can't go because of blah, 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 blah. Faith No More announced that they're playing Riot Fest in Chicago in September. And my wife's like, let's go. So when my wife's like, let's go to Chicago and see Faith No More, but you can't go to Anaheim for celebration, I'm not going to really gripe too bad. I may him and haw, but you know, when it's, it's kind of, it's, you know, it's a give and take. So I got to take it. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. I'm not going to complain when, because we had tickets for faith no more when they came, they were going to come uh, 20 in August of uh, 2020 and they canceled that show and we'd got incredible seats. And that was a bummer, man. Yeah. Cause they're one of my favorite bands. I mean, it's yeah. The, the reason I play bass is because of faith no more. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's it's that, you know. It's a big deal for you, a yeah. big deal for me, and so it'll be, hopefully, be cool, or we'll figure something out, but, uh, yeah. Oh, um, um, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, um, Walt Disney World. Yes. Selling Le- uh, Leia Ray. Saber separately. Oh, yes, that's right, yeah, and uh, Race Saber. Yeah, the new Saber that she ignited at the end of uh, Rise of Skywalker. Race Skywalker. <laughs> should be ray palpatine or kenobi hello that <laughs> it would have been so much better they're they're selling uh do too yeah at the droid depot for 109 if if anybody cares yeah and that's i i guess that adds more playability or more you know if you're going to pay 109 dollars for do just go build a droid for the same price <laughs> Go go invest in Dogecoin or something. <laughs> Dogecoin, whatever the hell that stuff's yeah. called. Um, it's it's a slow news week. I just I saw that the the vintage collection Echo is the only new thing that's sold out on Hasbro Pulse, so that one's going to be tough to find. So if you see Echo in the store, grab that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then also just back on Disney, uh, they're. As long as you're outside, you don't have to wear a face mask. They're lifting yep. the face mask ban at Disney. Yep. So that's a step in the right direction. And there's it, the Universal's done the same thing. And apparently they're raising the capacity because they're, I saw on like uh, Tower of Terror, they're taking the, they took the uh, plexiglass down and they're loading everybody, you know, every seat now. And uh, um, like at Animal Kingdom with the Lion King show, it's now they're just doing three feet between people between groups of people so it's yeah. it's it's starting to come back so hopefully your what september october trip will be cool i hope so well, i'm just gonna wait two weeks to see if there's a spike in covid cases yeah it'll be interesting i think as everybody as long as everybody is is doing their part and you know getting vaccinated and uh everything and i think it'll be fine but you gotta also have to you have to trust people too so you go on a shop Disney right now. There's a book of Boba Fett 
t-shirt available. It's just the title, but it's just not a shirt. It's like the first official merch for Book of Boba. Interesting. Um, did you see the Hallmark release of the of the ornament of Boba Fett? Yes, that's a must-have. Yeah. Sitting on his throne. Game of Thrones style. Yep. I always pick up three or four every year. Ornaments or the same? Ornaments. Ornaments. (laughs) I always pick up three or four Boba Fetts every year. Yeah, well, if they're going to release a Boba Fett, I have to do it. Um, Oh, yeah. yeah. No, go ahead. No, 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 go. No, go. No, I I don't know subjects. Oh, change your subject because I I was just going to do my normal tagline. So. The the crew of the Halcyon has been released, so Disney's yes. looking for the certain specific roles for the basically like the performers that that you'll interact with on the Halcyon, which is the Star Wars hotel at Disney World. One of them is a captain. They're seeking a mature, commanding actor with strong improvis- improvisational abilities to pr- portray. What is going on with my lips right now? The captain. <laughs> They're, they're saying a she is a worldly Pantorian, which is the same character that George Luke, the same alien species George Lucas portrayed in Revenge of the Sith. So it's like a blue faced person. So whoever they hire is going to have to come in an hour early to put makeup on. So that's dedication. And then they'll have to take the makeup off. Be a fun time at yeah. the Star Cruiser. Plus, then they, they're doing a uh, uh, whatever species Ahsoka is. They're doing one of those too, right? Um, I don't know. So I guess the only thing the captain, just to finish up the captain okay. real quick, needs to be charismatic and well-respected. And so whenever she walks into a room, everybody just kind of looks at her. So looking for somebody strong for that one. Uh, let's see. The fixer, seeking a confident and engaged actor with strong improv abilities to play the fixer. Character portrayed as well-traveled, devil-may-care human in the 40s. A convincing and handsome character, he uses his charm and his to his advantage and seeks out associates to enlist uh, his criminal enterprise. But it that, sounds like, so, go ahead. You know, I, I think that'll be cool as long as it's not, you know, hey, let's squat behind this tree while the first order walks by. Yeah. Actor with slight hand of tricks, a plus, and are encouraged to prepare a demonstration of abilities. So I think what's going to happen, Disney, and I heard this on the um, uh, Disney Dish podcast with Jim Hill. They were talking about how Disney filed a a patent for an algorithm that um, determines like guest interactions with cast members. So if you're scheduled at four o'clock to do saber training, for example, it's 2.30, you don't have anything to do. This algorithm will say, this family needs something to do, fix them, uh, uh, send them to the fixer. And the, you go to the fixer and the fixer will be like, hey, look, we need um, to get information from the gentleman in the bar with the, I don't know, flower on his vest. So it's your job to go into the bar and try to find that person and talk to them, get some information and, and really work it. And then go back to the fixer and, hey, it's four o'clock, saber training. Yeah. So that's the kind of things that these character actors are going to have to do. Right. Well, I mean, they've got two days worth of full on 24, basically 24 hours of two days that they have to fill. So, it, right. yeah, it, I, I'm and, and the more I read into it, the more I listen to it, the more I hear about the Halcyon. I'm like, I got to do that because, yeah, I, I really wanted Galaxy's Edge to be what the Halcyon is proving to be. 
Right. The thing that's really starting to bug me with this Halcyon is the cost. It seems like this is just super expensive and a cash grab. Oh, yeah. It's Disney. They're going to grab yeah, your cash every time they can. It just bugs me that it's just, there's a paywall, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. The um, There's four more roles. I'm not going to get into each of them. The Saber Trainer is somebody in their 20s and 30s. They're patient, well-composed, instructor. They need to be athletic. Um, this was called out, unlike the other ones, only local only talent local to central Florida area will be considered. So I just thought it was interesting where they're willing to find people outside of that, outside of those, outside of central Florida for the other roles, but the saber training in specific needs to be an Orlando resident. <laughs> that or you move or fly in or something. Right. Uh, cruise director, first order lieutenant. So I'm sure the first order will make their presence known at some point during the two to three day mission in space. And then the ship mechanics. So I think at some point, one of your missions might be, hey, we need some help in the uh, engine room. Go fix it. Right. I wonder if it's going to be like one of those, uh, like, um, what do they call them? Escape room kind of scenarios in the engine room. That would be fun. I, I've also heard rumors that the engine room is just going to be open and you can go in there, uh, you know, and explore and stuff. Uh So, I, but yeah, that would be cool having an escape room or, uh, you know, just I'm, they're, they're gonna have to have stuff to do. I've also heard that at some point the first order is gonna attack the ship, so you yeah. need to you. I guess they're gonna train you and show you how to do all this stuff, and then at one point during the trip, the first order attacks and you have to defend the ship. That'd be that'd be cool, yeah. And they'll probably if if we're looking for a first order commander, they're probably gonna board the ship, or they're gonna have some sort of live interaction on a a panel or something. Yeah, a, a well, TV. They're also looking for Ray and Kylo. So that right there tells you that what's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be cool. <laughs> oh, and have us nerds that can just get into that world for two days. It'll be amazing. Yeah. It's going to be a little too unreal. Yeah. You're going to have um, to just suspend suspend reality like you do at the lightsaber training. You're just going to have to freaking go for it. Yeah, just forget the real world for two days and just just live in Star Wars. Yeah. I want to be a Star War. Yeah. <laughs> I am Star Wars. <laughs> that was my bad whatever dude from Simpsons impersonation. Oh, I thought you were doing the Emperor. I am the Sith. <laughs> I am Star Wars. <laughs> That's how bad my impersonation was. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you trying to do from the Simpsons? The uh, Ralph. Ralph? I'm Star Wars. Oh. I bet my Wookiee. <laughs> that's where I, at the start of this episode, I said Amazon bet my Greedo, and that's where I was trying to, I don't know if that communicated across or not, but <laughs> no, that's where I was didn't. going with that. <laughs> oh, shit. It's been a minute. I haven't watched Simpsons in forever. No, I haven't either. I gave up like season 16, so that's like half the show that I've watched. I go back and watch it. Yeah. There's some classic episodes. Um, as far as the market watch this week, it's all about Akbar. Uh, Min on card Akbar from 1983. It had some yellowing to it. It was 83 bucks that was sold for on eBay. Unpunched with 40 bids, it had a clear bubble. It was 257. So that's a pretty wide range. Typically, right. it's like within 50 bucks or so, with the low and the high, but that was pretty wide. Mm-hmm. 
Vintage Collection Akbar is 42, but they have a re-release coming out right now, so that will probably drop even more. Uh, the Force Awakens Akbar was selling for 19 bucks, and then the Black Series Akbar was selling for 15 to 16 bucks, which is less than retail. Wow. No love for the squid for the fish. Yeah, the Mon Calamari. And you would have think, favorite, yeah, one of my favorite puppets from Return of the Jedi. Well, you would have think with them making a return in uh, Mandalorian, that would have, even though it's not him, maybe people would have wanted that character. I do want that character in the sweater as, as a Black Series figure. <laughs> I know I'm being ridiculous. Well, they do everything else in Black Series, so why yeah, not? Why not? Um. Before we jump into our interview, I just had a couple discussion topics that I thought would would be interesting for, you know, they're trying to redo the 96 for the vintage collection. Mm-hmm. That includes Anakin. So which version of Anakin do they do? They Do they do the, the new version or do they do the old one that for the figures so it's closer in line to what the original 96 were? Do you know Ooh. what I mean? Like, do they do the Sebastian Shaw or do they do the Hayden Christensen version of Anakin? Um, I really think they're going to do the Hayden Christensen version because of what they did to the, the uh, Return of the Jedi. Or do they have like some sort of celebration or Comic-Con exclusive old, old version? That would be fun if they did that. There's just an interesting kind of idea that popped in my head when I was looking at all the figures that they have left. Right. And then as far as the retro collection, I mean, there's an opportunity there to make some of the old Kenner ships that we never got, like the Tenety Four. Yeah. So that would be great if they did that. I don't nobody from Hasbro listens to us, but you never know. We I think we had one pop up in Cincinnati, but it don't no, Hasbro's not in Cincinnati, so never mind. <laughs> no, but I'm talking like mass production. Yeah, yeah, no, I got the you. prototype, yeah. Yeah, because they did have they did make a prototype of it. Yes. And I've seen photos of that. That's why I've kind of and I've seen 3D prints of it too. People have printed their own. Tenety four, right? Yeah, it'd be fun because I mean, you it, they can do it sort of like they did the Falcon, where you know it doesn't have to be full size, but you can have one or two figures that go in the front of it, and there's no way they can make it full size because it'd be huge. Uh, but you could definitely make it, you know, playable, get some playability out of it. Um, and then Bad Batch episode three. Did you watch that one? I did. I was um. I don't know how to how to I think it was another filler episode, but I think they're going to do they're starting to do stuff. Yes. To where it's, you know, you're going to have 30 or 20 minutes of content, but like five minutes of it. If you miss that five minutes, you're missing something really cool. Well, the reason I bring it up is because Tarkin insinuates that the clones are too expensive. Right. And I'm like, why? Why are they? Why are they shutting it down? Where's the money going? And it clicked that they're transferring funds to the Death Star. They're doing everything for the Death Star. Yeah. Um, so but that's, then, why the, that's why the clone program is shut down, and that's why they're recruiting new people so they can divert funds. Right. But when it, I mean, you're still paying, I guess maybe because you're on the front end, you're not paying to produce the clones, but you're still having to pay the same thing on the back end as far as taking care of people and housing people and feeding them and, yeah. and everything. Um, but yeah, it is kind of, it was kind of funny. You're not funny, but it was interesting how the people uh you know they they accomplished what the clones couldn't and even though but i thought it was odd that it was clone force 99 that he was comparing the the people to 
you know, the, the, but he should have been comparing a normal clone team, not clone force 99 because clone force 99 is just a different breed. Is that, if that makes sense? Yeah. Yes, it does. And then they still, you know, and, and I'm kind of curious what's going to happen because you could tell those Camino Caminoans they're getting ready to do something or they're going to try to ambush or sabotage the, uh, the humans or humanoids. Yes. Um, to see what you know so it, it, there yet again there's another layer to the show right they seem the community camino winds those that live on camino <laughs> are very uh proud it seems and they they love their work they're very proud of their work and they're kind of miffed that all of a sudden that their hard work is being shut down but there was also some interesting discussion about how the dna wasn't as strong of Django as it once was yeah and i'm like where are they going with that It'd be maybe well, maybe young Boba Fett will show up or. Oh. Well, they don't know where he's at. Or do the, he's running around the galaxy somewhere. He was in Solo for three seconds, not even that three frames. Really? Yes. That's the speculation. There's a shot in the part where they meet Lando for the first time, and there's those two droids that are fighting, and L three is trying to break up for droid rights and all that stuff. Uh -huh. um, Han Solo is kind of standing in a hallway and behind him there is a helmet with like a white it's like a feather bow but it's not it's like a I would say it's more like a wampa skin around his neck and supposedly because if you remember that was supposed to be the tin cup movie that uh, what's his face that did um, Chronicle anyways the, one of the directors that they decided to let go. He's supposed to do a Boba Fett movie and it was all supposed to be like interconnected. So I think a, Alden was supposed to be in the Boba Fett movie and Boba Fett was snuck into this. So allegedly that's Boba Fett in the movie. Well, I'll have to go to Disney plus and pause that part. Or you can just Google Boba Fett solo movie. Oh, you'll yeah. see, see the screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> well, Save you some time. Yeah. Let's uh, Google. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with that. Um, we're about to go into the interview, right? Yeah. So I just wanted to thank Jordan Gasly for the review on iTunes. Really appreciate that. Jordan is a friend of the show, so check out his YouTube channel. He goes to Disney a lot, and he checks out Galaxy's Edge. And If you're looking for a different perspective, go ahead and check that out. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, I'm trying to find it, and it's not coming up very well. I don't know. It's some kind of – it's like a very – weird looking pixelized picture yeah it's not the best i mean like i said it's three frames he's just blurred in the background but it's like it, again it's supposed to be boba fett right um i anyway. just want to yeah i just want to say i really enjoyed this conversation you're about to hear from chance from second chance um his dad david was very reluctant to speak on the mic which I think was our loss because we ended up talking to him for what another hour after we finished up and he had so many good oh, stories to tell. And, and it was just so much fun. And then you, you were there yesterday for three hours talking yeah. to them. We went, uh, we were at dinner last night and uh, we were just, we were talking, I was talking with my wife about the the interview and uh, talking to chance. Cause I chance had mentioned how often my wife and I go in there and I'm like, dude, we're, we're like in there like two, three times a month. He goes, you're in here like once a week. <laughs> like he, he oh. got us 
Uh, okay, sure, whatever. And then my wife goes, you know, we have time. They close at seven. So we finished up dinner and ran down there. Uh, we got there about 6.30 and left about nine o'clock last night. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, there. I love... The this, this stores, I love the store. I love going in there. I love when, you know, Chance knows, like Chance knows our names. You, we could sit there and talk to him for an hour or two and he doesn't care about us purchasing anything. Yeah. You know, and, and they do have plans. We were talking last night. They, they have plans. They kind of, they've uh, rented this, the booth next to them and they've got plans to do they, cause they've offered the booth for our meetups and, and stuff. And, and they've got, they, they want, that to be like a pop culture center that 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 uh strip mall they're in because there's also rumors that the there's a the, there's a theater in there and there's rumors of somebody looking at that theater to run old school movies oh i would love that so you can I wish have I had the money to do that myself right so there's um dr knows which is a comic book shop there's the, the toy store right there there you know and then there's the could be a um old school movie theater sitting right next to it. Yeah. So you can yes. go spend the afternoon there and just be in geek heaven. Yeah. And, and I, I really think, you know, hearing their plans that they, they, they're kind of going to have a little bit of a hangout space or have some more hangout room so that they can turn second chance into a destination stop where, you know, people go hang out for the day or hang out for a couple of hours. And then, you know, just talk toys, talk star Wars, talk, whatever, um, so I'm really looking forward to for what the future holds to the store. Um, you know, they're both good guys. You know, David, yeah, David will talk your ear off and it's good conversation. Um, you know, and then and, and he's just, they're both genuine people because he looked at us about 8.30 and he's like, you guys have dinner? And I'm like, yeah, we already ate. He goes, oh, y'all suck. And, <laughs> you know, because uh, he was, and he did the same thing when we did the interview. He was like, you guys hungry or, you you know, hey, and they're just genuinely, genuine good people. And yes. the- we really needed a store like that. That was toys, uh, in, in this area. And I, I turned to my wife and I'm like, this is what this area needed was something. And this is what I needed or somewhere I can go hang out and just talk toys for an hour or two. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they've check seen, them out. Go ahead. They, they, they've seen an amazing growth in three months where they're talking about expanding already. And I hope that they stay a staple in the community because they're what, five minutes away from me, 10 minutes. Yeah. And, uh, hope they're here to stay I, I i appreciated their story they have a very touching story on how they started the the business it's a great father-son relationship stories as far as what they present and uh and and how they talk about the collection um i don't want to spoil things because i want you to experience it but how they talk about the shop as their collection was just an amazing perspective as well right so yeah we'll, we'll go into that right now this is uh, Glenn and Jason with the Smugglers Galaxy Podcast. We're sitting here with Chance. Chance, what's your last name? Sadler. Sadler of Second Chance Toys. David's in the back eating a sandwich, so he'll. Uh, <laughs> his dad, David's in the back eating a sandwich. So if we got a question, we'll yell and have him come out and uh, answer it for us. But uh, we wanted to sit down with him for a few minutes to get pick his brain, see why he started the uh, the toy shop, and how's he enjoying it, and how's how's things been the last what three months since y'all have opened? Uh, yeah, it's been a little over three months. I'd say three and a half is probably a good estimate. Yeah, well, y'all have been definitely made your name known in the collecting community of, of Marietta, Georgia. Well, we've certainly tried. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy how quickly you guys have grown and become kind of famous in the group. Yeah, it was a uh, it's a little. A little wild um, thinking about it. So 
we have a uh, we have quite a few friends of the shop um, already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, already, and uh, we had one guy that came in here and immediately fell in love with the with the store, and he was gracious enough to share us with his Facebook community, and then we had uh, a gentleman come in here. His name's um, Am I allowed to share? Sure. Names? Okay. Uh, his name's Martin, um, and he shared us. Yeah, Martin with Toy Atlanta. Yeah. yeah, or not with exactly. well, Retroville. Retroville. Yeah, he uh, he shared us amongst his his group of people, and then they all came in here because uh, he came in here not expecting much, mm-hmm. I assume. Uh, and then when he walked in, he he looked at me and he was like, "Oh, um, you guys actually have a store here?" <laughs> and I was like, "Well, yeah. I mean, that's the goal, <laughs> right?" So um, yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, and then we had. YouTubers come in here from all over the country. Oh wow! And, and they film, so we're on we're on there. Uh, and to have that kind of exposure within three months of opening, it's mm-hmm. it's pretty wild. And we've we've really taken off, and it's it's been it's been really awesome so far. I've, right. I've enjoyed it. It's been great. So awesome. So why did you open a toy store here? Um, that's a pretty good question. Uh, and everybody asks it asks it. Um, so. My dad actually had a store in Jacksonville, Florida for the past eight years. And when I graduated with my master's in business, he asked me, what do you want to do? Which is kind of an impossible question to answer. Um, I never really imagined doing anything other than playing in the NFL, uh, <laughs> as every athlete does. Right. So um, when I was no longer able to do that, um, I kind of... I kind of lost hope and I was like, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then, so when I graduated with, with my master's and he, he gave me that call, um, I told him, well, I don't know. It's, it's pretty costly to start anything. And he said, well, if you didn't have to worry about the backing, if you didn't have to worry about the finances, like what would you be your dream job? And I told him that I wanted to open a toy store and, um, that's what he does. That's what he did in Jacksonville, Florida for eight years. So, uh, every time I go visit family, I would go work with him in his store, and I loved it. Um, I love the environment. Um, I love toys, um, and I'm very surface level, but I, I'm a, a quick learner. Um, so I told him that's what I wanted to do, and he said, "Well, would you want to do it with me?" And I said, "Absolutely." Like awesome. I, I wouldn't want to do it by myself um, or with anybody else. That's mm-hmm. that that's not really the goal. Um, so he packed up within five months and moved up here. We got a house together and then we opened this and it's been fantastic. Awesome, I've awesome. loved it. Yeah. It's been awesome. That's an incredible story. Yeah. It's pretty it's cool. Awesome. <laughs> Whenever no. I tell people that it's, uh, they're always like, Oh man, that's, uh, it's a lot more than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Cause, uh, you know, a lot of people would like to open a toy store. I, yeah. I imagine. Um, right. But, uh, it's a little, it means a little bit more, with with me and the reason why uh i want to do it so, right yeah pretty pretty great awesome is there any um significance to the name uh yeah um so well, other than your name but so, yes well so so it's really a play on words and two different meanings um my dad asked me what, what i wanted to name it and for my thesis for my master's program we had to do a a, a business plan and I did a business plan for a toy store. I had already had background and experience in it. Um, so I had already done the research and all that kind of stuff. Uh, research, I say loosely, mm-hmm. um, because I've lived here my whole life and there really wasn't much research to be done. This, the North Atlanta needed 
oh, yeah. a, a resale place. Yeah. Um, so there really wasn't a lot of research that went into it. Um, but I had come up with the name Common Collections for my business plan. So he asked me a name for the business. So I threw out, how about Common Collections? And he said, uh, I don't know. And then he came back to me like a week later and he was like, well, how about Second Chance Toys? And when he told me that, I kind of immediately fell in love with the name. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was really cool. And then I asked it, or I assumed, well, it's obviously because like um, everything in here is second. Everybody's Everything is getting a second chance or a third or a fourth, whatever. Um, it's a resale. So everything in here was previously owned. Um, so I thought like, yeah, second chance, that makes sense. And then he was like, well, but that's also your name. And I was like, Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's my name. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. And then um so it turns out that most people actually get that being the name for the store uh, coming from my name rather than everything in here getting a second chance and so every, everybody kind of assimilates with that. Uh, mm-hmm. and then they meet me um and they they hear my name and they're like, "Oh, it makes sense. Right. It's completely it completely makes sense." So mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty cool. Awesome. Perfect. Name awesome. For the store. What do you collect? Uh, well, what's it? The home collection. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. That's, that's funny. Um, so my, my dad, when I was growing up, um, I'm only 24. I'm going to be 25 in December. When I was growing up, my dad was a a collector at heart. He collected first. Um, and it was really like a, a monthly thing. So like every six months he would be, he would move on to collecting something new. So for example, he collected every single Batman animated series figure for six months. And when he realized like, Oh, I have everything. There's nothing else for me to get. He would go, he would be like, okay, well let's go ahead and sell this collection and then move on to the next one. (laughs) So it'd go from Batman animated series. And then the next six months, it would be star Wars attack of the clones. And then the next six months, it would be every red line he could get his hands on. And the next six months. And then it kind of just, uh, escalated to the point where when he moved to Florida and he opened up his store, like he realized that, huh, toys are a really good moneymaker. So that's when he stopped collecting as a whole. <laughs> so if, if we, if you go to, if you went to our house there, he does not have a collector. Mm. The store is his collector, our collection. Um, and he, he's prideful of it and he enjoys it. He likes looking at it while it's here, but the whole purpose of it is, is for it to go to a, a new home. It's meant to be enjoyed while we have it, but the whole entire goal is to see somebody walk out of the store with a smile on their face, um, and that that really that's really what does it for us. Right. Um, I would be, I'd be a fool if I told you that I was in it for the money. I'm not. Um, I mean, making money is cool. It's great, but that's not that's not the end goal. I mean, I like making people happy. Right. That's what really does it for me. Um, in terms of his collection. Um, he doesn't have anything, but <laughs> I collect Star Wars Lego. Okay. Um, I actually have and had a, a large collection of toys in general. Um, I, I grew up collecting vintage Star Wars. I collected a lot of three and three quarter Hasbro. Yeah. Um, but when I got into Star Wars Lego and I realized that it was incredibly expensive. Yes. Um, I decided, well, maybe I should just stick with Star Wars Lego, and I've amassed a, a pretty big collection. Unfortunately, since we moved into a new house, it's none of it's up yet. It's, it's not. Boxes. Yeah, it's all in boxes, and it's it's all it's all just 
kind of jumbled together. Um, hopefully, I'll, I'll get it. I'll get it done. And when I do, I'm definitely going to let you guys know because I'd, oh, yeah. I'd like for you to come in and take a look at it. It's, it's really, it's really neat. It's awesome. It's uh, it's what I love to collect, and um, kind of on the same board with him now. Everything in here is my collection, our collection. While it's here, I love looking at it. I love having it. It's great. Um, but if it's going to sit at home in a box and not be appreciated properly and displayed, then what's the point in having it at home? Right. So the whole goal is for it to go to somebody else that's going to enjoy it just as much, if not more than we do. Yeah. So what trends are you seeing in the store? What's selling? What's kind of staying behind? Oh man. Uh, so when we first started, it was pretty slow for like the first three weeks or so. Um, and then to my surprise, and I would, I guess to my dad's surprise, Transformers just absolutely took off. And everybody would think like, oh, it's the G1 stuff or yeah. G, G2, G1, G2 stuff. That, that's like the big seller. Mm -hmm. It does not move for us. Like we've sold maybe like four or five G1 pieces since we opened three months ago, but we've sold probably a thousand loose new pieces. Wow. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Um, I would not have expected that. Uh, we didn't either. It was crazy. Cause going down to his store in Florida, Transformers wasn't a, a gigantic seller. I mean, it moved, it, it sold, um, maybe like five pieces a week kind of thing. But here it's like 25 pieces easily a week, just like leaving the store. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. It's been wild. So, um, that, really took off for us and and that was a blessing and then transformers a little bit has has slowed down um but wrestling is another huge item for us um and it's pretty consistent <laughs> i guess because atlanta is like the mecca of of wwe oh, and, and raw and stuff like that yeah. well the, uh, wcw was ted turner yeah okay so i realize i'm new to the area i've been um, here for about two years that wrestling has took off and it's been consistent and people are always coming in here looking for it. Um, and even the higher dollar wrestling stuff, like people have no issues. They're like, yep, let's, let's get that because awesome. I want a 1992 Hasbro Hulk Hogan. Like I want, uh, 1988 LJN, um, macho man, like that, like people go crazy over it. And it's really cool. Cause I like coming, I like when people come in here and I can see what they collect. <laughs> um, because I assimilate with them as a, as a collector myself, like, oh, if, well, if you're into this, like, we'll try and attain more for you. Um, so it's really cool. So Transformers Wrestling, um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, TMNT is crazy. Mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't matter. It can be the vintage stuff. It can be the TV show stuff. It can be NECA, whatever it is, doesn't matter. TMNT is crazy. Mm. Um, people love the, love the higher dollar TMNT. It's pretty wild. Um, let's see. Vintage Star Wars. <laughs> Vintage Star Wars yeah. is a, is a pretty big item. Um, and, and he says that as we're sitting in like surrounded a u-shaped thing actually it's four walls surrounded <laughs> by vintage star wars it's just everywhere so yeah. yeah he has a little bit of it vintage star wars is is a pretty big seller and um it kind of took a while for it you know vintage star wars is my favorite thing it's it's my favorite thing in the store um i grew up as a collector and people people think i'm think i'm naive um 
don't know anything about it. Um, and they look at me funny because I'm only 24 and I, I tell them that I collected vintage Star Wars and they're like, oh, you can't be a Star Wars right. guy. I have people come in here every day and they're like, oh, you're, you're a Star Wars guy. It's not possible. Um, and I kind of, I resent that statement. Mm-hmm. Um, Star Wars was my first love. My dad introduced me to it when I was born. Um, right. I wasn't old enough to see it in theaters when Phantom Menace came out. I was two, mm-hmm. but when Attack of the Clones came out in 02, that's the first thing that we that we went to go see, uh, and I remember it vividly. It was incredible. Um, so Star Wars has been my favorite thing since I was born. I mean, I, I, it was my first love. I love it to death. Um, my dad likes to tell people that I'm a walking encyclopedia, um, but it's impossible to know it all. Right. Even George Lucas doesn't know it all. <laughs> I hate to name drop George Lucas on here, but um, yeah, even he doesn't know it all. Right. Like, there's, it's impossible. You can't. Um, but vintage Star Wars is a is a big seller for us, uh, and it's my favorite thing in the store. And like I said, I, I'm pretty service level when it comes to it, but I'm a quick learner. Um, and when it comes to like variants and and different uh, different countries variants and all that kind of stuff, like I'm learning steadily uh, as it comes in the store. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say that vintage Star Wars is a pretty big seller. It started out slow, and I was like, man, what what's the deal? It, we have great stuff. Why aren't people coming in? It, I guess the word just hadn't gotten out. Right. But then when one guy came in here with Vintage Star Wars, the next time it was three. The next time it was ten. And, I, and, and it just kind of like, um, it just kind of like rolled. Mm-hmm. And so Vintage Star Wars, you can never have enough of it. Right. It's a staple. Everybody loves it. It's just like G.I. Joe. Everybody mm-hmm. loves it. Everybody's going to be searching for it. Um, and and it's pretty crazy. Uh, other than that, um, pop culture items have taken off, like TV and film. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff, uh, Dukes of Hazard, uh, Terminator, Alien, Predator, um, really any seventies to now, um, TV and film items have, ha- have really been a great seller for us. Um, it's something that we're always on the lookout for. Uh, it's, it's great when people come in cause we do, we do buy, sell, trade. So it's great when people come in with stuff that the, that they're looking to, to pass on down. Um, and stuff like that happens to be in there. It's fantastic because uh, for some reason, it's just like we can't keep enough of it. Right. <laughs> it's wild. So as, almost as soon as we put it in the shelf, it's gone. Um, so, yeah, pop culture has been a pretty pretty big seller for us. Um, as far as like the heavy hitters go, I would say that um, Marvel Legends. Marvel Legends have been crazy. People go nuts over those. And it's wonderful because um, I, I like new and old stuff. Obviously, I, I appreciate vintage more so than the newer stuff, just because it's, um, although I didn't grow up with it like you guys did, it's still nostalgic for me um, because I know how it makes you guys feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever I would get my hands on it growing up, it was great. But I have an appreciation for the newer stuff, too, because the articulation and the detail and all that kind of stuff, um, they've really outdone themselves with, with what they put into the figures nowadays. Um so Marvel Legends have, have gone crazy, and I love them. They're great. Um, I mean, I took basically an entire Monday, which is the day that we're closed, uh, which for everybody listening, we're not closed, or we're, we're not off on Mondays. We're closed, but we're not off. Um, we're always doing something for you guys. Um, so Monday, um, I took basically an entire Monday to price out all of the Spider-Man-related Marvel Legends that we had. And 
I made a whole diorama and display up in the front store, uh, up in the front of the store in a case. And I didn't really do it because I thought like, oh man, this, this is going to look really cool. I did it because everybody that walks in is going to enjoy it and appreciate it. Um, and lo and behold, I make the case and we sell three things out of the case the very next day. And then I'm like, oh no, my, my display. Your buck is gone. Yeah, it's, it's, it's ruined. Uh, but then I think about it and I'm like, well, it's, it's meant to be bought. Um, and it's meant to enjoy wallets here, but right. everything's meant to go to a good home. So, um, so yeah, Marvel legends have, have taken off too. And that's a, that's a mainstay. People will never, people will never stop looking for Marvel legends. Um, as far as the heavy hitters go, I'd say that's, that's probably like the, the five or six items that, okay. that really have done it for us. Awesome. Yeah. And speaking of the front of the store, my wife, when last time we walked in, she, I guess is my favorite part. Cause there's always something she's going to find in there or that, you know, it's hidden away. It, yeah. There's always a hidden gym. All the it. pop culture yeah. items. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm, I've enjoyed, uh, stocking the shelves for, for everybody. It's been awesome. Neat. Yeah. It makes sense because you have a nice display. Everything looks like, you know, you've got your best pin display. You've got your, uh, Jabba's palace display. And if it's all, if you consider it all part of your collection, I mean, that's what we do is yeah. collectors. We kind of set things up nicely. So I, uh, I, I, I take very, I take a lot of pride in, in how everything is displayed in here. Um, Obviously, it's just the two of us, so it's very hard to make everything look yeah. absolutely magnificent. But when I really put my mind to something, um, like the vintage Star Wars, if we get a massive collection in, and I'm going through and I'm pricing everything, I'm going to take out everything that I haven't cleaned, and I'm going to clean it. I'm going to price it accordingly. I'm going to reevaluate the figs, and I'm going to pick out the best ones of each of each fig, yeah. and I'm going to piece them accordingly, put accessories to them. And like, I take, I take really, really big pride in our vintage Star Wars stuff. Mm -hmm. It's my favorite thing in the store. When we first opened the store, um, he said, well, well, where do you want to put stuff? And I started thinking immediately. And I knew, I knew that I wanted the Star Wars section to be the biggest one in the store. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> we appreciate that. Yep. Uh, I'm a Star Wars guy. So I knew I wanted it to be the biggest section in the store. And I, I and I had a layout in mind for pretty much every, every, case that was going to go in here. Um, and I'm pretty good about stuff like that. Um, so when, when I, when I do vintage star Wars, I want to make it to where it's collector quality display. Yeah. So I want people to walk in and I want them to see all of the indoor stuff in one allocated area. Yeah. I want them to see a Bestman display or a Jabba's palace display, a Tatooine or most Isley esque display. Mm -hmm. Hoth, you know, that kind of thing. I take pride in that. Um, my dad has been doing it for eight years. So it's not really on the radar for him. Uh, it's more so like a price it and get it out on the shelf and get it to a new home. <laughs> right, right. <Get laughs> but, but, but with me, uh, I, I really enjoy making it look pretty for people. Um, so usually how it goes, uh, my dad has a lot on his plate. So he's throughout most, most of the days he's doing like administrative stuff in the back. He's, um, he's got a lot of, a lot of stuff to handle, um, that I'm fortunate enough not to have to deal with at this moment. Mm -hmm. So whenever he does get around to pricing stuff, he usually just throws it on my table and then lets me handle putting it out. Mm -hmm. So I'll take everything out of a case and rearrange it and all that stuff, um, as I see fit. And 
I think it usually turns out looking pretty good. Um, and I take pride in it. So if anybody ever comes in here and they say like, Oh, uh, that doesn't look very great. You know, I won't take that. <laughs> I, I won't take that as, as an insult so much as a suggestion. Um, because if somebody's coming in here and saying like, Oh, that, that's not, that's not very fantastic looking, then I'm, I'm just going to take that as a hint. Like, Oh, maybe I should go and fix that case up. Um, that's a great attitude, but I'm, I'm more so hard on myself than other people are because other people walk in here and they'll go, Oh my God, that looks fantastic. And then I'll be like, yeah, but it could, it could be better. Mm. Um, so I'm really harder on myself than other people are <laughs> when they come in here and see a display. Cause that's, that's my favorite thing about it. I, I love, I love making it look good. So, right. So as I was walking and looking at all the displays and stuff for star Wars, I didn't see any, well, besides that one, the farm boy, Luke, is that one selling pretty fast? Um, yeah, Farm Boy Luke's um, Farm Boy Luke's have have sold tremendously. Um, it, it almost seems like when we get one in, it, we we can't keep it. Yeah. Um, so I would I would think that that's for two reasons. One is when my dad moved up here, um, everything was priced according to his store down there, so we didn't worry about repricing stuff. I mean. It's all meant to go to a good home. If somebody comes in here and, and they get something for a great deal, um, you know, that's cool. That's great. Um, we don't we don't take it to heart. That's awesome. Um, but another reason that I would say is because everybody has a saber. Everybody has either a loose Luke or a loose saber, and they need the other matching piece. Well, all the farm boy Lukes that we started out with, they didn't have the sabers. So everybody was coming in here and everybody that, that had a saber at home was saying like, oh my gosh, that's, that's great. I can get a farm boy Luke for $25, which is awesome. Um, a, a really clean one too. So, you know, um, farm boy Lukes were sold pretty, pretty quickly. Um, and I would say those two reasons are pro probably why, um, but we're going to get more. It's only, it's only a matter of time. Yeah. Um, it's it all, yeah, exactly. Things come and go, um, so it's only a matter of time till we get more. But as far as Farm Boy Luke's go, um, that I believe is the only one that we have in the store currently. It's yeah. a pretty special one. <laughs> yeah, well, tell us, tell us about that one that's sitting in the case. <laughs> uh, yeah, I figured that's probably where you were going with that, Jason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we were fortunate enough to come across um, and early bird set from 77. Um, so that farm boy Luke is a double telescoping. Um, as far as I'm aware, the double telescoping Luke only came out in the early bird. The only de double telescoping that was released in the first 12 were the Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. Well, those basically stopped production incredibly fast. Um, so when, when I came, when I was going through this stuff, I pulled out the Luke and I, I took a look at it and just something, something about it was different. Mm -hmm. And then I, I kind of looked at the lightsaber and, and I noticed that, that there was a little hole in the saber. And I was like, Hmm, <laughs> that's, that's interesting. So I looked it up his arm. And when I saw the hole, I touched the tip of the saber and I moved it like a centimeter, and I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> is that did did we really just stumble across this? This is crazy." Um, and I immediately, I immediately went to go look for the other pieces because I was like, "What are the odds? There's no way that there's a double telescoping Luke Luke in here. 
and none of the other three. So I was going through the cases and 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 I I pulled out a Chewy, and sure enough, I was like, he's got a blaster. Please, please, please be the be the green molded blaster. And I shined a light through it, and I was like, oh my god, it's a green bowcaster. This is fantastic. This is awesome. And I was like, two pieces. Gotta have the other two. Right. Um. Sure enough, pull out the R2 and poof, dark dome. I was like, oh my god, this is beautiful. This is fantastic. So we we came across the early bird, early bird seventy seven Kenner set, and and that's awesome. And they look great mm-hmm. displayed. Um, I have them sitting in front of a <laughs> in front of an old vintage lunchbox with the thermos and um, and an R two D two inflatable bot bag um that's still in the box and it looks fantastic yeah they look great i love them and so far everybody that's come in here is like do you really have an early bird set sitting in here mm-hmm. and sure enough yeah <laughs> yeah we do um you just really never know what you're gonna find when you, whenever you come in here yeah. i mean stuff is over always revolving we're always putting something out um so all the star wars guys that have come in here their mouths basically drop because oh, yeah. um for a lot of collectors even the hardcore collectors, um, a lot of them don't have an early bird set. So for, for them to come in here and see it and just absolutely gasp at, at the fact that we have one in store because they're, a lot of them are seeing it for the first time in person. Um, and that's pretty cool. That's awesome. And, and I like, I like thinking that we'll have more of those come in the store for the next generation of people or the next uh, people that find out about us to come in and, and see eventually. Yeah. Um, and then another pretty special piece that we have uh, is a blue snaggle tooth. We have a blue snaggle tooth in here right now. Um, usually when you see those, the silver on the boots, especially on the toes is very rubbed. Yeah. Um, our boots look pretty good. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> a pretty damn clean blue pretty snag. Beautiful yeah. boots. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty good looking. I've never boots. been so enchanted by boots before in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Those are good yeah. They're, uh, they're, they're pretty beautiful. Um, yeah, we have, we have quite a few vintage Star Wars pieces in here that are, that are pretty good. Um, any pretty other, hard to find. Any so. other trends that you're noticing with vintage Star Wars? Anything that doesn't stay or anything that's just sitting? Um, Man, that's a that's a good question. Everybody always needs stormtroopers. Yeah, you can never have too many of those. Right? Never have too many of those because army building is a fascination. Yeah, and it really doesn't matter which era you collect. Yeah, it could be Kenner. It could be Power of the Force, late '90s stuff. It could be any any of the lines from Hasbro. Um, but everybody army builds. Right. So stormtroopers, no matter what it is, uh, fly off the shelf. Um. Pretty much any of the uh, army building type stuff, everybody's always looking for them. Uh, it doesn't matter what it is. Tuscans, um, because they travel in numbers. Right. Um, Single file. <laughs> Gamorreans. Um, yeah, I saw you had a ton of Gamorreans. ton of Gamorreans. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of Gamorreans. Um, pig people, man. They're, they're, <laughs> they're cool. Everybody that has a Rancor needs a... Needs a Gamorrean to yeah. stuff in its mouth. Right. So, um, uh, Rebel Commandos, Indoor Commandos, um, those are pretty good. Um, snow Troopers, Snow Troopers sell really fast, especially if they have the comma and and the rifle. Mm-hmm. They'll sell like crazy. Um, maybe I don't know what's the comma and the rifle. The comma is the waste cake. 
Oh, okay. That okay. In canon, it's called a comma. Um, oh, okay. I'm, I'm one of those guys. It's like so. So we have the older generation that walks in here, and no offense to you no. guys. I don't mean I don't mean to be rude. No, um, I'm I'm a younger person, so um, we have the the guys that grew up with with the seventy seven through eighty three movies, mm-hmm. and they come in here and they say, "Oh man, could I get that hammerhead?" And I'm like. Oh yeah, the Momon Nadon. I'll, I'll pull out that for you. And they're always like, "Who?" Because, and I'm not yeah. trying to do it to be. I'm not trying to do it to be a showboating. A show. Yeah, yeah right. I'm. I'm more so doing it to share knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um. So I never, I never say it coming off like like a like a mean guy. I just say it because I, I want people to know, like, yeah, Hammerhead is an acceptable name for it, but like some people aren't gonna know Hammerhead. But they might know him as Momanda Don, yeah, um, or Panda Baba, or um, you know, pr- pretty much, pretty much anybody. There's there's names for a lot of vintage Star Wars characters. Um, Pruneface or Amarco. Like there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of there's a lot of, of man. yeah, Panda Baba. Um, there's a lot of characters that that some people might not know the official name of. Yeah, um, because they weren't around. The official name wasn't made yeah. when when they came out with the figs. So. Um, I'm one of those people that <laughs> that's going to pull out a fig and be, and call it by name. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's so so, snow, snow trooper. Self. the symbol of self, is it a Bantha skull or a mythosaur skull? It's a mythosaur. Okay. Yeah, it, it's, or mythosaur. It's pronounced both ways, okay. but uh, I still call it a Bantha skull. I but just said. it's technically it's a mythosaur skull. Yeah. Um, but you know, to each their own. Um, right. Right. But you know, uh, right. officially, officially. Right. I just had to ask you. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's still a cool symbol. Right. It's, it's an awesome symbol. As he's wearing a Boba Fett shirt. Yeah, and Boba Fett and Han Solo and Carbonite socks. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah. I go all out. Yeah. So, uh, signature signature olive green and maroon, because, you know, that's Boba Fett. The uniform for so. a Toy Story. Yeah, right. exactly. You know, I, I have to wear nerd shirts when, I, when I'm in here. So, I also heard that you had a yak face for four hours. Is that the fastest you've ever sold something in the store? No. It's faster. not the fastest that we've sold something in the store. We actually quite commonplace sell stuff before we even put it out. Oh, wow. really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, because somebody will come in here asking for something, and my dad's not so much of a fan of selling something before we get to put it on the floor because then people can't see it and, and enjoy it. Um, yeah. But the whole goal for me is to get it to a good home. Um, and if somebody's out there looking for it, then that's the sole purpose. So depending on what it is, if it's a, if it's a very sought after item, we're probably going to hold it before we want to put it out on the floor so people can see it and appreciate it. But if it's, you know, if it's a Marvel legend that somebody's looking for, we're going to come across those. It's no big deal. We're going to get more. Um, so I'll be like, Oh man, I remember taking one of those in two days ago and I'll go back there and I'll find it. Um, speaking of speaking of going back there, a lot of the times like this morning, actually, um, somebody came in and was looking for old sixties action man stuff. Well, we have some repro action man, um, in the back in a box. And my dad was digging around back there for like 10 minutes. And he came out and he said, do you know where the action man stuff is? And I was like, give me a second. He was like, I swear if you, if you walk right to this box <laughs> and you pull out this box, I'm going to be so mad. Sure enough. I went back there and I went right to the box and I pulled it out and I was like, there you go. And I just kept, Kept going, going on about my day, doing yep. my doing my thing. Um, so yeah, uh, the the yak face actually. So we got it, put it in the case. Um, it was great. It was awesome. 
uh, it's the first yak face that I've come across in person. Um, it was great to have while we had it, but um, there is a gentleman who is actually part of your your group yeah. um, that that I'm a part of as well. And in our group, I guess uh, yeah. I, I could say, um, uh, very nice guy, um, Lewis and April. They're very very good people. Yep, yeah. they um, are. And he came in here because he was talking to Martin Jalad at Toyland, and he said. Martin, would, would you happen to have a yak face? It's the last one I need. And Martin said, I don't, but I happen to know a couple gentlemen that do. And we were 10 minutes down the street from the from the show. And Lewis came in here and he walked right over to the Star Wars. <laughs> and he starts looking at this case. And I could only assume, like, it's got to be the yak face. So I asked him, I was like, um, did, would you like to take a look at a, a certain fig in here? And he was like, I really like that yak face in there, and I was like, "Yeah, it's a, it's a good one, it's a good one." I, I put it out, I put it out uh, the night, um, so we closed, and then I put it out um, because I was afraid that if I put it out during the day, somebody would come in here and snatch it immediately. Um, and the very next day, he came in here and uh, he was staring at it through the glass, and I and I was like. Sir, could I ask your name? And he said, yeah, my name is Lewis. And I said, well, Lewis, would you like to take a look at it? And he was like, I can hold it. <laughs> and I I was like, well, yeah, I mean, it's a toy. It's a collectible, but it's a toy. You know, it it was meant to be played with. It was meant to be displayed, whatever. Um, it's already open. It's just in a case. It's in a cylinder case. Yeah, you're more than welcome to take a look at it. And... And he said, oh, man, that'd be great. So I took it out of the case and I let him take a look at it. And I wasn't hovering over him or anything. Um, I just let him do his thing. And I was sitting in here working. Um, and he said, uh, "He said, man, I, I got I got this amount of money in my pocket and you can have it right now. And I was like, man, I, I it's a yak face. We're always willing to wheel and deal. But but I can't take that amount for it. Um and then he went outside, or he pushed it back to me, and mm-hmm. he said, oh, "Man, well, well, thank you. I, I appreciate it." So I put it back in the case, and um, and he walked out. About five minutes later, he returned, and he said, "I gave him a price that we could do for him." Um, and he returned, and he said, "My wife gave me permission <laughs> to to do that." <laughs> Which is something that you you know you expect. Um, yeah, the boss's approval. Yeah, the boss's approval, and and sure enough, he um, he said, "Man, my wife, my wife said I could do that." And then we got up to the counter, and um, we're always willing to work with people. Yeah. Um. So we got up to the counter, and he said, "Man, um, I'm I'm really I'm really thankful that you guys were willing to were willing to give me a little bit bit of a break on it." Um this is a really special fig for me. And I said, Oh, well, well, how so? I mean, I know it was special. Yak faces, you know, European exclusive, hardly ever seen in the States kind uh-huh. of, kind of thing. But, um, and then he pulled up a picture on his phone and he showed me his display that he has. And I was looking at it and I was like, man, that's beautiful. And then I saw one hole. I saw one hole in his display and I was like, Oh man, no way. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, this, this was the missing piece this this was it like this was my holy grail this was the only thing that i was after and and as soon as he told me that i was like 
Yeah, um, that the price that we gave him gave it to him for was no problem, no problem at all. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the last thing that he needed for his for his collection, uh, and that to me just made my whole made my whole month. I right. mean, that was awesome. Stuff like that happening. Yeah. Um, I mean, what are the odds that that we would have the figure that he was looking for, and that he lives in our area? Yeah. And came right. in here for it, and you know, it's awesome. That stuff right there is, is great. So thank you. Um, thank you, Lewis. And we, we appreciate you. Um, and we appreciate, appreciate you too. Also April, <laughs> but thank you guys very much for, for coming in here. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was very nice meeting the both of you. And we look forward to every time you come in. Right. And, and she was walking around that whole Saturday with it in her pocket at Toylanta. She's like, I'm not leaving this thing in the damn car. It's staying with me. Yeah. That was probably wise. <laughs> that was probably very wise. Cause if, if people knew that that was in the car, yeah, I, I would imagine that uh, a car would have been broken into. Right. So, right. Um, so yeah, uh, I was told that uh, he came in here um, a few times after that, and I was told that he uh, was parading it around at Toylanta because he he left Toylanta to come here, mm-hmm. buy it, and then went, back, went back. Yeah. To to show it off for people, and that that was just so awesome. I, I loved that. Um, that was great because because he came back in, and he told us that, and then April told us that, and then. Um, we had a, a, a friend of ours, and I, I'm assuming a friend of you guys, Joel Doyle. Um, he came in here and, and he was like, oh, yeah, um, dude, Lewis was so happy with that thing. And, and Martin mm-hmm. Martin also said, like, man, he was so proud of it. And, man, to hear that stuff and, and to know that we were able to, to, to give somebody the opportunity to, to find that kind of happiness – that was, that just blew me away. That was awesome. That's why I do it. That's why, um, that's why I, I told my dad that I want to do it with him. Um, right. cause he got to experience that for eight years. Mm-hmm. He, he got to experience the, the, the making people happy, making their year, making their month, making their life kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. So, so for, for me to be able to experience that, that was really special. And, awesome. and I, I take, I take, uh, a big, big amount of not pride, but, um, I'm very gracious for it very thankful all right how do how do people find you yeah you're just on facebook right now um so currently we we have a facebook and an instagram um the facebook is second chance toys and collectibles second two nd chance toys and the and is an ampersand Mm -hmm. and then collectibles with an i uh at the end don't don't spell it with an a because there's two different kinds of collectibles (laughs) um so it's collectibles with an i um, and then our Instagram is just second chance toys, two ND, and then everything else is lowercase chance okay. toys. Yep. Um, so we're on Facebook and Instagram and I don't know, maybe, maybe eventually we'll, we'll have a website, but we're just so new. Um, and it, to tell you the truth, we, we never plan to sell online. Um, because the issue with that, that, that we find is if we start selling everything online, then what's going to be in the store for people to, to come and see in person. Yeah. Right. And that, that's what, it, that's what it's about for a lot of people is especially with COVID. Um, everybody was trapped at home. Nothing was open. Nobody could go out and hunt for their toys and collectibles. So for us to, to put everything online and, and, and sell around the world, around the country, whatever, that just doesn't really sit well in, in our minds um, because the whole point of us being here is for everything to be shown physically. We want people to come in and go, Oh my God, you know, I had that when I was a kid and, and freak out over their childhood. And we never press anybody to buy anything. We're, we're never, we don't hover over anybody. Um, and, you know, I guess we're, 
a quote poor salesman for that. <laughs> but um, but you seem to be doing fine. You're right. Uh, well, yeah. I, I I do have to say I love when I come in here and you guys learned my wife's name. You learned my name. Right. I walk in the door and you're like, "Hey, Glenn," and you don't even see me, but you in. hear me. Yeah, you know, I hear your voice, and it's it's very. <laughs> I walked in. And you were like, hey, Jason. I'm like, I, my wife was with me. I'm like, I swear, I've only been here like four times. Um, well, that's, you know, it's... So, you know, this might not be great for the podcast or anything, but so growing up, um, I played I played football. Uh, mm-hmm. I played a lot of sports. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a very athletic person, and football was my main sport. Well, I got a traumatic brain injury um, sustained in football. I was medically disqualified from, from uh, contact sports. Mm-hmm. Um so my memory uh, isn't exactly what it used to be. So I used to be good with names and faces like night and day. Mm-hmm. And once I sustained that freshman year of high school, um, names for me kind of went in one year and out through the other. Um, so one of the tasks that I gave myself when we opened the store is I'm going to try and be personable and know every single consistent customer that comes in here by name. Um, I can remember a face. That's easy. I can remember what somebody's into, what they buy. That's easy um, as a seller. But to remember somebody's name, I feel like is a very important part of what we do um, because somebody can walk in and feel welcome. But when you know somebody by name, it really makes them feel like you're a friend mm-hmm. or a extended family member. That kind of that kind of relationship that you build with your, I say quote customers, um, but we've actually established a lot of friendships um, through this business, right. uh, and and I like, I like to be personable with as many people as I can be. Um, and I, my dad always says like, man, I don't know how you do it. That's crazy, because um, somebody will come in here one time and I'll remember their name. Because I, I I practice it like um, <laughs> a lot of people probably think I'm weird when they when they walk in here and I ask their name. But like when they're checking out, um, for example, uh, Glenn, if you were in here for the first time um, and you were checking out, I'd be like, oh, man, thanks, Glenn. That, that's fantastic, Glenn. I appreciate it, Glenn. Um, mm-hmm. Have a great have a great night, Glenn. Yeah. So the more the more I, I use their name with them um, in, in, in any given setting, uh, any given amount of time the easier it is for me to, to, um, acclimate to that kind of memory. Yeah. Um, and that I, f- I do feel like remembering people's names is very important. And, right. and I take, uh, I take very, um, I, I take a lot of pride in that. Um, and I, I like for people to come in here and feel like it's a relaxed setting where they can come in and enjoy and not have somebody breathing over their neck when they're looking at something, you know, um, so the name, the name stuff for me is, is really important. Yeah. Awesome. And, uh, and I, I, I tried to remember, um, both your names the first time you came in here. Um, sometimes it takes me, you know, the second or third try when, when people come in, but, but I, I always tell them, I'm like, I promise I'll get, you know, the it, a consistent, yeah. consistent, um, time, like a weekly customer, you know, if you don't remember the name, then what are you doing? You know, right. that, that's just, that's poor etiquette. Uh, in my mind. So yeah, the name, the name stuff is really important for me. Awesome. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, Chance, I appreciate you. Uh, we're going to let you get some sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you uh, taking the time, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, we just appreciate the opportunity for, for you letting us on the podcast. Yeah. yeah.